have to sneeze again. Hi, everybody. I'm Aiden Madison. Welcome back to the Lore Lodge. This is my co-host, Aiden Thornbussy. Sorry for the delay. I was hungry, and they couldn't figure out between three servers what the difference between a pulled pork sandwich and a burger was. In our defense, they did present the food twice, and it it took us until you bit into it to tell that it was, in fact, pulled pork sandwich. Well, because they kept us... The first woman came out, and they were all very nice. They were all very nice ladies. And she was like, did you guys order a burger? And I was like, nope, I ordered pulled pork. Is that a burger or pulled pork? And she's like, I don't know. And I just walked away with it. Yeah. And so, then another person came I, out. I think like, the problem was uh, they pulled the unexpected move of putting cheese on a pulled pork sandwich. Yeah, it was which, a unique choice. Like, I, I don't necessarily think that's a bad idea, but I was not prepared for it. You no. Know? Um, no. So, so anyway, uh, we decided that tonight we were going to talk about another missing 401 case. Um, because you guys seem to love that. So, the one that we picked is one that I personally... Okay, Aiden got up for I made some a slight adjustment. The amount of headroom is bothering me. Oh, my God. So, anyway, we decided on uh, Aaron Hedges, because this is honestly so one, of, one of the most baffling true stories I have ever read. Yeah, it's just and, weird. Like, looked into. And uh, we're, we're going to tell the whole story, but I want you guys to... You know, keep in mind as we're going through this that this this is a full police investigation that happened. Mm-hmm. This has private investigations that have happened, and to this day, nobody has a valid explanation for how Aaron Hedges disappeared. He just simply vanished, and what was not. Yeah, it, it's it's a. I don't want to give anything away if you guys haven't heard the story yet, but it's just one of those things that, like, at every turn. There is a reasonable, there's a an opportunity to make a decision that allows him to get to safety, and it seems that at every possible turn, he chose not to make that decision. And it's also just there's no clear line of thought in the decision making. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's weird. And there are things that like on their own individually make sense, hmm. but in the wider view of the entire story when you look at it as a whole it simply is baffling there's yeah his decision making is is odd it is it's very strange um so without further ado we're we're going to start this one off uh this takes place in montana in the crazies uh which is a mountain range that we spent about 20 minutes trying to figure out where the name came from yeah and i think personally i'm more confused now than when i started the explanation I liked the best was that this mountain range was named for uh, a, mis- a miscommunication between the Native Americans of the region and the uh, the, the settlers. Mm. And that was that when they got there, they could not communicate. There was a language barrier, so they had to kind of use like very you know rudimentary sign language. Mm. And what the natives were trying to describe was that this is a place that people would go on vision quests, and it was a mountain range where you'd go and you know you you have these life changing um, experiences, and then come back. So in the process of explaining, you know, that you you go to these mountains and like have these wild visions and whatnot, I all of this arm waving and whatnot, which to the Native Americans, to the Crow people, to them, ostensibly meant you know. It's, it's a place of, of magical visions. Mm. The settlers interpreted it as, oh, it, people go crazy there. And by the time we get to the end of this story, I think the only explanation anyone is going to be able to come up with is going to be that you people do indeed go crazy in these mountains. Yeah. And I'm curious if there's, a, like, of other than the story that we're going to tell today, if there's kind of more definitive examples yeah. of this and what a through line might be in terms of what might be causing that. But it's certainly it's certainly a story that like has a lot of stuff to take away from it too. Yeah. In terms of just survival and decision making. Mm. Um which I think is is definitely part of what makes it such a good case to talk about is it's yeah. just so so odd, you know? So to to uh to get into the actual story here, this is a, uh, a region where the inhabitants are pretty generally, you know, just the descendants of the original settlers. Mm. Nobody really moves to the crazies. 
you might go there to vacation, but nobody's moving to this area for work to live there. Yeah. It's all small towns. It's all farms. It's all, you know, grazing lands. So this is not the kind of place that people are going just for, for the sake of, you know, hanging out there. It's not a destination. Yeah. Unless you are an outdoorsman, but nobody's going out there to live there. Yeah. Um, and even, is, even then, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's not part of the main stretch of yeah. the Rockies. It's kind of its own little, like island populace That's, of yeah it's the, the crazy mountains are 330 million years younger than the rockies which um, is wild yeah it's wild difference there in terms of geological time scale um and oddly enough they did clarify that in the area there are wolves but no grizzlies but one of the ranchers made clear to say in an interview that the grizzlies he felt like they were coming yeah, but yeah there yeah. weren't any yet and yeah, I, yeah. what were the what were the exact was like yeah, we don't have any, like, local groups of grizzlies, but, you know, they're on the way. They're not here yet, but, you know, and we we were just watching that. We were like, what does he know about the grizzly yeah, population like, well, movement that we don't? Yeah, exactly. Why is he... Of course, this interview was in 2017, like, so who knows? Yeah. Maybe there are grizzlies now. Um, Let's find out. But, so the, the, the way this story starts is that Aaron and three of his friends, uh, two of his friends, sorry... Decided they were going to go on a week-long camping and hunting trip up in the crazies. Uh, all three of these guys, search and rescue certified, um, you know, experienced hunters. They're all in their late 30s. And essentially no reason why this trip should have gone awry. Mm-hmm. They had two horses with them. They had a mule, and that was how they were carrying a lot of their gear. Their plan was to go stay at Campfire Lake for a week and just hunt around it. Um, you know, get some good sightseeing in. Hopefully bring back some elk or some white-tailed deer. And head home. You know, just bagging a couple of white-tailed deer is going to feed you all winter. Yeah. Um, oh you know, feed a family of four for months. Yeah. So that was the plan. On their way up from the trailhead, they had a horse wreck, which means that one of their, it was their mule specifically, which was carrying most of Aaron's stuff, just, like, lost its shit and went and tried to, you know, buck it off and run away. Mm-hmm. Most of Aaron's stuff ended up getting lost or destroyed. And they figured, you know what, we'll go up, we'll try and make it work, but if not, Aaron had caches of gear all over the mountains. Um, you know, basically there was nowhere that he could be where he was more than, I think, three miles from one of his gear caches. Mm. So, day three, I believe, of hunting up there, it was uh, they went up on September 3rd. September 5th, Aaron decides, you know what, I'm not comfortable, I want to get, you know, some new gear, I want to just be, be more comfortable. He... Decides he's going to go grab stuff from one of his caches and come back. Mm-hmm. They expected this would not take him more than till the end of the day. Yeah. So the two other guys, they go off and do their hunting. Aaron's off hiking, looking for his stuff. He was supposed to go up to Sweetgrass Lake, mm-hmm. which was um, a small lake up in the mountains that had a creek that trailed out of it down the mountains and due east. And had several times where it went through some, some small waterfalls. Aaron had a walkie-talkie on it. This walkie-talkie had a GPS. When you communicated, mm-hmm. it would ping both directions which where the person was. So people on both sides could see every time the walkie-talkie was activated yeah. where the other person was. The last time it pinged, it was east of a fork in the road where Aaron should have gone west. Mm. He sh- he knew he was supposed to be going upstream. For some reason that has never been determined, mm. Aaron decided to go downstream, which is something that he should have immediately noticed he was going the wrong way. Yeah. And that was what his friends noticed when they called him and they saw that his GPS location was not on the trail up to Sweetgrass Lake. Also, just kind of like an important little caveat that like, even when we were looking into it earlier today, that I just kind of like glossed over in my mind, and I only right now did it really like make sense. Um, if you are, if you have multiple like caches of stored away things in an environment, you're pretty familiar with that environment. Exactly. Like if you've taken the time to go out to various different locations within a specific place and store things and like bring those things out, like. M- build or like hide or like do whatever you needed to do to like make sure those were safe and you knew where they were and you would have access to them and nobody else would you have to have do a lot of travel in that area and be very familiar with it Mm -hmm. so it's very weird that he had a specific definition in mind or destination in mind 
And he was that familiar with the area, and he decided to not go that way. It, yeah, exactly. And the thing is, if it if it had been snowy or mm. raining or something like that, it, you could see a situation, and maybe you get in which maybe you get disoriented. But between the fact that the weather was clear, and there was a creek that he knew he had to go upstream, and he chose to go downstream. Mm-hmm. There were deliberate decisions made that do not make sense. Yep. That somebody who is that familiar with the area should have known mm-hmm. that they were doing something wrong. So that last communication they had with him on the 5th, he said, yeah, I got disoriented, I got turned around, but you know, I'm, I'm going to head back up the right way now. Yep. So the last communication they had from him, he was telling them, I'm go- I'm, I, kn- I know I'm going the wrong way. I'm going to fix that. I'll be back tonight or tomorrow morning. So they figure, all right, he's an experienced guy. We don't need to worry about this. So for the rest of the night, they don't see him. They don't hear from him. They wait until the next day. Figure, all right, maybe he decided to camp out up at Sweetgrass Lake. Mm. You know, it's not a big deal. But by the end of the night, by the end of the evening on uh, September 6th, 2014, they were starting to get a little worried. So the next morning, they go out, they start looking for him. They head east, following the direction he had gone, because mm-hmm. they figured if he had gone up Sweetgrass Lake, they would have found him. Like, he, he would have made it back. Yeah. So they head east, looking for him, and they get several miles out that way, five, six miles um, east of where he disappeared, or was last seen, and they don't find anything. And then around 4 p.m. on the 7th of September 2014... A snowstorm dumps about two feet of snow onto the onto their campsite, onto the pass, and at that point they decide, all right, we can't we can't do this alone. So they call in for help. They call the Sweetgrass County Sheriff's Department, mm. and uh, they they then call the Park County Sheriff's Department because they're on the border between these two counties in Montana. Yeah, parts and, on the west side and yes. Sweetgrass on the east side, right? Yes. Yeah. And the two sheriff's departments gathered together all the search and rescue people they could, which is much smaller than, for example, the Tom Messick case in New York where, you know, there's there's a population there. Yeah. In Montana, there's but, just not many people. But they still had, like, two helicopters and, like, several dozen, like... Two helicopters, 60 searchers, and yeah. 20 canine teams. Yeah. So... Which is... That's no small search party. I mean, it's That's like, the confusing part here, though. That's where it checks off another one of these missing 401 case boxes, because... 20 dogs couldn't pick up a scent. Yeah, 20 dogs couldn't pick up a scent for that's this guy. Weird. And I get it. It snowed. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But the snow did melt. And they were following his trail. And they did find his boots mm-hmm. on the 9th. And the dogs still couldn't pick up a scent. Now, the, the finding the boots part of the story throws another wrench into everything. Because they find his boots about five miles east of where his last GPS location was pinged. Mm -hmm. Which means that he continued heading east. However, his friends, who uh, one of the friends, Chris Bates, had commented on the fact that Aaron was a very, had great instincts, good common sense, was not the type of person to get lost like this. Yeah. Um, He, they searched all the way out there. On the second full day of the search... On September 9th, a canine team finds Aaron's boots. The boots are had been removed and neatly placed next to each other. A few feet from them, there was a uh, water bladder, like a camelback, and then a fire pit. And in the fire pit were the waist straps of a hiking backpack. Mm. So what they looked at when they saw all this is they said, all right, the most likely thing to cause all of this is hypothermia. Hypothermic people can't go very far. So they started looking around. Like, let's let's consider, like for example, the Dyatlov Pass mm-hmm. story that we covered. Yep. The furthest out they were found was less than a mile in hypothermic conditions. Mm. Right. So, again, assuming that was hypothermia, it's a weird story. Yeah, a lot of weird stories. So, ooh. so they find a bunch of Aaron's belongings. They figure hypothermia, and they start looking in the immediate area. And what you need to understand about this trail that they were on is that. It was not, you know, a, a gentle nature trail like mm. you're used to seeing. It was a trail, and then above it you had boulders, and below it you had boulders. Yeah. You, and these are, like, loose boulders. Yeah. So, but that does check off another missing 411 point. So now we've got uh, missing clothing. Mm-hmm. We have near water, near boulders, elevation change, and sudden weather changes. So we're, we're checking off a lot of boxes here. And yeah. dogs can't pick up the scent. This is... 
Almost all of the boxes. Almost all the boxes are checked here. So, they look in that immediate area and they find nothing. And after 15 days of searching, 13 of which they were searching the area he was last in, mm. as far as the evidence was concerned. Yeah. After 15 days, they had to call off the search. They just didn't have the resources to keep going. Mm -hmm. For almost a year, for nine months, until June 22nd, mm -hmm. 2015, not a peep about Aaron. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows what happened. He disappeared. They figure he died. And they figure he died very near where he went hypothermic, but they, they can't find the body. They can't prove anything. Yeah. So, June 22nd, 2015, the Ryan family, who own the Sweetgrass Ranch, if I'm getting the details correct here, mm -hmm. they are doing some repairs on the fence line on the outskirts of their property, which backs up to this part of the crazies, um, you know, near where Aaron was last seen, near where they found his, his gear. And I believe it was... Uh, the Mr. Ryan's father-in-law mm -hmm. who found a orange hunting vest and a backpack. Mm -hmm. The backpack was leaned up against a tree. Oh, I also do want to go back really quick. Uh, even though there was snow, they mm -hmm. never found any tracks from Aaron during the mm -hmm. initial search. But yeah, so uh, the, the father-in-law finds the hunting vest and a backpack. We are currently now... Even even more miles east, or another three or four miles east mm -hmm. of where uh, of where the boots were found. Mm -hmm. Inside the backpack is a gun, a handgun, if I believe, um, is a handgun. Yeah, it was a uh, forty-four. I think they yeah, said yeah, forty-four. A a bunch of power bars, like protein bars, mm -hmm. um, some other assorted miscellaneous items, and next to the backpack were, uh, was a bow and arrow. The reason they knew it was Aaron's was because the waist straps were cut off. Was because the waist straps were cut off. That's, that's nice. Yeah, true. And it had his ID in it. Mm -hmm. No cell phone. No walkie-talkie. Yeah. A, a short distance away. Mm -hmm. Like, within view. Yeah. They find a thermos. The thermos is has the, the cap unscrewed, sitting next to it, just gently placed on a rock. From that rock, if somebody were sitting on it, looking down the mountain, they could have seen the Ryan's Ranch. Easily. Also, considering the way that these mountains are an, an island mountain chain, they're not actually attached to the Rockies... If you follow a stream down, you're going to find something. Yep. So what that means is that Aaron, at a certain point, found himself sitting on a rock, having a nice hot beverage, which ostensibly means that it was in the immediate aftermath of his hike, having a hot beverage, looking down at a ranch mm -hmm. where he would have been safe. Yep. This guy who was ostensibly hypothermic. Mm -hmm. Was not wearing shoes. All he had to do was walk less than a mile downhill, and he chose not to. I also I want to I can't remember if I if I reiterated this, but uh, when they found his boots, and this this is the the wrench in the story, mm -hmm. when they found his boots, that area had been searched before. Yeah. On the seventh. Yep. And they there was nothing there. When they went back on the ninth, there was something there. So how is it that Aaron, timeline wise? On the 5th, started hiking east, mm -hmm. was at the GPS location, which was five miles from, yep. the, from um, the campsite, or five, sorry, not five miles from the campsite, which it was about five miles from the campsite, having looked at the map. It Roughly, wasn't, it was yeah. not that far. No. He was at, at least there when the GPS pinged. He went five miles from where the GPS pinged, mm -hmm. but in the time between the GPS ping and then finding his boots, mm -hmm. that area was searched. Yep. So that means that between the 7th and the 9th, mm -hmm. he doubled back. Yeah. And, and what, took off his boots? He was going the right direction. He knew all he had to do was keep going. Yeah. So why, why do that? And that's, this is another common one in a lot of these cases, is that 
remains or evidence something will be found in a place that had been searched before. Yeah. And in a lot of these cases, it is the kind of thing where you're looking at like a much broader area. Yeah. Like you can go up and down. Here, you could only go one, one or two directions. What? <laughs> Alien for 20 bucks just said, and we can cover this in the question segment. He said, Pennywise is a skinwalker, now debate. Oh, good God. <laughs> That's actually a good... The answer is no, and I'll get into why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... That's funny. So at some point, Aaron must have doubled back in order to leave that stuff there. Because the, the possibility that they would just miss all of that when they were on the ridge. Because this is this was on a ridge overlooking a creek. Like, there was no way to miss it. Um, so at some point, <laughs> over the course of this few days, Aaron sat there in a snowstorm yep. and looked at Salvation yep. and chose not to go towards it. Once again, after finding this stuff... There is not a trace of Aaron for over a year. Eventually, in uh, 2016, in August, August 8th, 2016, some dudes at a dude ranch on a dude ride find a skull under a tree. This is six miles from Aaron's boots. Five, so this is 11 miles from his last known location, six miles from his boots, on a rocky trail. Mm -hmm. This man, if we are to believe the evidence of our eyes and ears, mm -hmm. walked an actually unknown distance, because he must have doubled back at some point, but at the very least, without his boots, walked six miles in the snow, stopped... Looked down at a ranch, mm -hmm. said, mm, fuck that, went back up, and then died. They found, um, notes, they found his pelvis, a femur, some assorted other bones, his cell phone, and his jacket. None of his bones were broken, they did not find his feet. Uh, they did not find his pants. They found his femur, but not his pants. Only one femur as well. One femur and a pelvis, but no pants or feet. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the, the way they described that, they were like, did you find any socks? It's like, well, no, because we didn't find any feet. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it's just like a weird way for them to put it. Okay, guys. Yeah. So, yeah, that uh, that's where the story ends. And where our story begins. <laughs> so what I... There's a number of things to take away from this. One of them is obviously, if you're ever out hiking, camping, hunting, I always, at all times, have a buddy. It might seem... It might seem more efficient to split up, to go off alone. If you're ever hiking or camping, don't go anywhere alone. Even if you're soloing, mm -hmm. like the Appalachian Trail or something, yeah, try and find a group, or just don't solo because it's really not safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So, I, for me, looking at this case, I, I can't even think of a standard supernatural explanation. I think it there's no rational explanation. There's I, absolutely no rational explanation. I mean, explanation. There, it would have to be such a such a unique scenario. I was just looking up a couple of things. One of them I was looking up for psychological causes for disorientation because mm -hmm. there's like a million different reasons that can cause it. Like uh you know, some form of poisoning, concussion. But the thing is we know he wasn't disoriented. Epilepsy. But like, but that's it. But no, no, didn't you say earlier that he said that he was aware that he had become disoriented? And no, he, he was, was aware that he, yeah, he was aware that he had made the wrong turn. Yeah, but then why did he keep going? Why did he keep going? And then why did he go back and then go again? It's just like it makes me think that there might have been some form of um, disorientation. He must oh. have doubled back numerous times. Oh, interesting. What? Uh, hypothermia can cause. Uh, uh, 
disorientation. Yeah, but he was—he knew that he was going the wrong direction before he had hypothermia. Yeah, but that, it was only a day before the snowstorm came. Yeah, but the 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 weather report—it went from being in the forties and fifties down to the teens. Yeah. So when he went missing, it was still in the forties and fifties. You can get hypothermia in the forties and 50s. not if you're properly dressed, which he was. But he, how long was he? When did he take off the boots? Well, that's the thing—is we know he took off the boots sometime after the seventh. Yeah. He went missing on the 5th. Right. It's just a weird thing. Also, I looked up the etymology of the word dude, because I was just curious, considering how many times you've said dude today. Uh, apparently, uh, it is most likely derived from uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy, because it was a... Uh, it was... Dude came from Doodle. I did not see that one coming. Which came from Yankee Doodle Dandy. And it originally, back in the, what was it, the 1870s to 1960s, mm -hmm. was meant to describe someone who was impeccably well-dressed. Huh. Yeah. Like, Dude was somebody who was extremely fashionable. Interesting. And dignified. Uh, and, and inevitably, you know, got uh, popularized. Do you mean every, every guy? So... So I just want to go through this really quick. Yeah. Near water. Elevation change. Near boulder fields. Missing clothing. I uh, can't really say memory loss because we don't know. Mm. Sudden weather change. No scent. No discernible cause of death. That is everything except for children. Berry shrubs. No, they mentioned berry shrubs. Yep. So that is every single thing on here with the exception of children and national parks. Well, it, they were trying to make it a national park at one point. Were they? Yeah. In, in one of the articles I was reading about it, they were saying that at one point in like the early 1900s, they were trying to do it. For some reason, it fell through. And then again, in 1935, they tried to do it. Can't remember if it was successful or not. Also, and that checks off the national parks box. That yeah, means yeah. every single thing except for children and memory loss, which you can't know if there was memory loss because, although, if he, if he knew he was going the wrong way, yeah, I mean, and then proceeded to continue going the wrong way even after the call, yeah. then the only explanation for that is that he forgot he was going the wrong way, yeah. which means some he, form of disorientation or delusion or yeah. memory loss. So that uh, also, means everything except children. Yes. Also, it was initially spelled D-O-O-D, but then it got morphed into D-U-D-E. So, uh, it's every box possible. Uh, and then, of course, there's no signs of predation. He had no signs of suicidal ideation. Does not appear to have been an intentional disappearance. No. Um, there's no foul play. They did an investigation on that. And he uh, does... He, he, his body, his remains were found up on the mountain, mm -hmm. so it can't have been drowning. Um, you know, but the only weird. thing that has a possible explanation here is that he intentionally disappeared, but he had no, at no point did he express intent yeah. to go off and go missing. If only their horseback riding trip had gone according to plan. <laughs> It's just so weird, man. And, like, when you think about the, the possible explanations for the missing 401 phenomenon that we've talked about... Yeah. Can't be aliens. Can't be the Wendigo. Doesn't seem like feral people. <laughs> and Un and he, his, his remains were found, so it can't have been a dimensional rift. But it wasn't all the remains, though. That's the interesting part. Well, that, that point scavengers. Oh, no doubt. But it's just curious, considering that those remains that were found supposedly didn't have any marks of predation or anything exactly. like that. So, yeah, that's the other weird thing is there's no sign that the, the body was actually like scavenged. Yeah, there's just missing bones. Um, which you know leads leads to the question like, is there something mental going on in those mountains? Like, you know. There's uh, the Shasta Indians mm -hmm. in California have stories about how there were people that lived inside of Mount Shasta. Well, did we mention in the term, for the story in which the mountains were named after, did we talk about the, the crow relevation or relevance? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, how they lived there, and they said you would go there for vision quests. Yeah. But then, um, what, did you talk about the one story of, like, they supposedly, like, put a curse on the place and whatnot? Yeah, but that, the thing was, that was, like, the one I could find the least evidence for. Yeah. That, that one sounds really more like just anti-Native American propaganda. Pretty much. More than anything, you know. My, my favorite one was at the end of the article that listed, like, five different options. They were like, yeah, it seems like everybody's got their own story, so you might as well just make up your own and see if it comes back to you. Honestly. Yeah. And what what I keep coming back to on this one is that there's it's easy to get lost in the woods if you're alone. Considerably harder if you have a compass. Much harder if you have a GPS. If you know for a fact you're supposed to be going upriver. Yeah. And you're going downriver. Yeah. There is no possible way that you don't know what you're doing. Unless you are you're doing one of two things. Mm. Unless you are completely disoriented because mm. you're actually experiencing psychosis. Yeah. Or you're running from something. Yeah. But if you're running from something, you typically don't take off your boots during a snowstorm. And you also typically don't stop to enjoy a hot beverage on a rock while you look down at a wrench. Also, like, when your friends call you and they're like, hey, you good? You're not going to be like, yeah, just got a little turned around. Yeah. I'll be fine. Also, I do want to quickly just uh, make a remark about what we're using here, because if they want to sponsor the show, that would be awesome. Uh, my parents got me this remarkable electronic notebook. Um, it's awesome. You just, like, hang on. I try, he had me try it earlier. It really yeah, is there cool. you go. You just swipe to the side and gives you a blank sheet. You got a whole bunch of different stuff in it. It's really cool. Well, right on it. Show them how it, it works. syncs with the uh, with the cloud. But yeah, if I just hit quick sheets on here and then grab a nice thick boy here. It's kind of hard to see, but you just pretty cool, right? I think so. So, yeah, I think these are, um, it's got like 3% battery left, but I just wanted to say something about it, because it's cool, and I'm grateful that my parents bought it for me, because uh, I definitely would not have been able to buy it for myself. Um, but yeah, so that's that's as far as the story goes. This one is most baffling to me, because all the typical supernatural possibilities aren't there. There is no possible, there, there's no reasonable explanation here. There's no unreasonable explanation here. Oh, That's so sweet. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there is no, like, rational explanation here. At least not... We don't have enough information to be able to genuinely, yeah. like, say that. And, and what also gets me is it was investigated by two separate sheriff's departments. Yeah. By private investigators. There's just no... No way. No. Um, and since he didn't display any signs of mental health issues, mm -hmm. the only explanation can really be that something about those mountains, if you go up there alone, mm -hmm. can drive you insane. Yeah. Um, Autumn Hawk brings up an interesting point of maybe he hid supplies to go off grid and try and make it on his own out there. And my my instinctual retort to that is I'm curious what you think. Um, is if he was going to do that, I feel like he wouldn't go with a group of people. If he was going to do that, I would imagine he'd go on his own and just kind of try and slip away. Yeah. But here's the thing about that. Um, that does not explain the boots. you got to take into account that this is a guy who was a very experienced outdoorsman. If his intent was to disappear and go off the grid, mm -hmm. he would have done that. He had the supplies. He, If he was trying to stay alive, he would have. Yeah, and you know what? They are not... It does not look like... Uh, what you looking for? I'm looking at the map. I wanted to see if... That's just weird. What? The checkers? Yeah. <laughs> well, because normally things that are green like that are national forests, mm -hmm. and things that are not is public land. 
And so the fact that it's checkered like that is weird. That is very strange. We're looking at the Google Maps of the crazies, and there's an odd checkerboard pattern. I mean, there's some of that. There's a little of that other places, but not... Could just be a lack of data from Google. Yeah, that's valid. Uh, weird. But, but yeah, yeah, that uh, that just about addresses the whole story. I, uh, Like I said, the only thing I can think of is that he got up there and proceeded to go insane. But why? Yeah, I mean, could it be coincidence? Yeah, but that's just such a, like, weak argument. Uh, they're asking for the pooch. He's underneath. He's, He's kind of tuckered out. You guys want to see? Come uh, here. We took him for a nice long walk. Yeah, we did. Come here. He's oh, here. Come here. Where you go? Come here. Come here. They want to see you. There he is. There we go. There's the boy. Um, yeah. So are we going to take a trip to the crazy mountains and we'll separate, just have walkie-talkies and see who goes insane first? <laughs> if they want to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you guys want to pay to watch us go insane on live internet. Speaking of things that you can pay for, I haven't actually gone over the numbers for the month yet, um, but... For $250, if we hit that for the month's donation goals, mm -hmm. we will do a Food Network episode. I'm not sure what that means necessarily, but we will cook Lore Lodge-themed meals. Love it. Um, for 500 we will commission a uh, Fleshy Boy D&D &D character to be 3D printed. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, for 750 we will eat Carolina Reaper peppers, I guess. <laughs> when did we make this list? I don't, I don't remember, remember this. Um, at the beginning of April. Uh, and for a thousand, you guys get the sexy calendar. I don't uh, remember. I remember pretty, that it's, uh, This is a pretty solid list, honestly. Like, this is a good one. I don't remember the, the ghost pepper thing. It's Carolina Reaper, not ghost pepper. Oh, well. But. Sure, I'll do it. I think I'll maybe I was telling us, I was probably telling a story about peppers. Probably. And then we got there somehow. So. That's <laughs> please do not do go do the going insane thing. Yeah. You say that like I haven't already. I will say after the show, make sure you go to lorelodge.com and become a member. Um oh, yeah. that's fun. That's an opportunity. It's Aiden free. Set everything up. I want to I want to there's forums, there's groups. Now granted those are behind a paywall. Um but for $5 a month, um you get unlimited access to the site, all the forums, all the groups, all that. It's still being built out. I'm not encouraging anybody to go spend money on it yet, but uh it's how many? How much a month? Uh, there's all the same tiers as Patreon. Got it. Okay. For a second, I think it said four dollars a month, and I was yeah. like, "That's an interesting choice." Yeah. Um, Fair eventually, we do plan to transition entirely away from Patreon and over onto the website. Yeah. Just um, to make things a to save ourselves some money. Yeah. Uh, so we are going to do that at some point. But yeah, that's uh, that's all we have. I think it's time for uh, the Q and A section. I of the believe show. so. Well, considering uh, the first thing that we got, that was a. A super chat was the uh, the clown from yeah from uh, Alien Pennywise, Pennywise. And Skinwalker now debate. So uh, nothing about Pennywise really fits the bill. I mean, he's a shapeshifter, but yeah. that's really it because you know this is a he's more of a demonic entity than he is anything else. I would I would argue that it's even more of an interdimensional. Yeah, being, especially in the more recent version. Yeah, because he does go into another. Yeah. Pocket dimension at some point. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie in a little while. Um, spoilers. Uh, the ending thing with like the orbs or whatever is—it's like, a weird movie. Yeah. The, I, honestly, two of the best horror movies I've seen lately. But what? What's the second one? It and it part two. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, there's the one where they're adults. Yeah, no, I remember that. I, I honestly I forgot that that. Uh, yeah, but no, Pennywise. Movie. Pennywise doesn't. I, uh, you know doesn't shapeshift by putting on the pelts of things. Pennywise just shapeshifts. Yep. Great horror movie monster. Like, fantastic. But not a skinwalker. No. Lord Lodge trip to the crazies by Plaz for $5. I mean, I think it'd be fun. I'd be down. Yeah. Uh, what else? Did I miss anything? I don't think uh, I did. I think there's more from History Daddy. There is. I just want to make sure that that is in the okay. impact on the next one. Uh, History Daddy says, Enjoy the mountains, just don't do indie horror level filming. Um... I mean, is a GoPro indie horror level film? <laughs> Extremely. Like, that, that is that is. I feel like that might definition. be too high quality for indie. Yeah, should we just get, like, Should just get of two of those really cheap, like, camcorders? Oh, no, like, one of the old, like, flip camcorders. Yeah. Although those are still, like, 1080p. Like, <laughs> so. 
Uh, I have an old like Panasonic like point and shoot camera that records video and audio, and I think it records in like three sixty. Uh, like 360p, maybe. Well, like we found that one, that one old Xbox game I have. It's yeah. in high def at 480. <laughs> the definitions of high def have really, uh, really changed over time. It, it is wild to think back and like you used to be able to like actually see the pixels. Yeah. On a TV. Yeah. Like, even with 4Ks, if they're big enough, you can still see them. Yeah, it's it's wild out there. Also, it kept bothering me that 4K isn't actually like. 4K. Well, it was 38. I think it's like 38 No, because it's something. it counts, I think, the vertical pixels or something. It's No, it's horizontal by, horizontal by vertical. It's yeah, like 30, 80. Or it's it was, oh, no, it was like it said it's 4K diagonally, I think. Or something like that. No, they just... It's, so there's there's true 4K, which is not something that they make screens for. They that they that It's a recording format for film. So it's like 4026 by mm-hmm. 2160. But the display format on like screens is like, th- like 2280 or something no 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 it's like 3060 or it's like 3860 by tw- or no it, that's what i mean though. i think it's 4k diagonally isn't it hang on wow okay. is asked a question uh is for five dollars thank you uh let's be honest do i ever have any questions as always i request archie to be told i love him and don't go any more insane or don't go any more insane than you already are please I can't make any promises. Okay, and Alien does bring up something good, though, here. Um, Archie, you're amazing. Just so, you know. yes, uh, skinwalkers do have a astral plane bit to them where they can astral project. Uh, 3840 by 2160. Yeah. So they can astral project. Now, here's the thing at Skinwalker Ranch. Not everything at Skinwalker Ranch that they saw was Skinwalker-related. It's that it was all related to the Skinwalker curse. I actually did a podcast with... Uh, we filmed an episode with History Daddy yesterday um, where we talked a little bit about Skinwalker Ranch, but unfortunately, uh, due to some recording issues, that actually got lost. But Skinwalker Ranch, what I believe happened there is the, the story is that the Navajo, during a war with the Utes, uh, cursed the land rather than giving it over to the Ute people, and it became the path of the Skinwalker. Now, my opinion is that this created a nexus of some sort of supernatural energy similar to that which we see at places like Stonehenge. Um, you know, where there's, where essentially that, that curse, that level of human suffering that was created caused a, uh, you know, a a pocket of high intensity supernatural energy to manifest. And that's why so much weird stuff happens there. And that's why the government is ostensibly, is possibly running underground tests on all sorts of weird stuff and why they were seeing long black figures climb out of portals and yeah. orbs floating around in the woods. Like, there's a lot of weird stuff with Skinwalker Ranch. We should probably do an episode on it soon um, yeah. on here. But uh, I don't think that that's, you know, what you got to be... I think that's a big issue with a lot of the Skinwalker stuff that's come about lately is mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, Skinwalkers are everything that happens at Skinwalker Ranch. And no, it's no. it's that... They're a very specific Skinwalker thing. Ranch originated as a Skinwalker issue and over many, many years became... A much bigger issue. Uh, Plaz for five dollars said, "Listen to an interview with Politis where he said that there have been some correlation between four one one disappearances and Bermuda Triangle incidents." Ooh, that could be an interesting little. That theory could be an to interesting explore. little theory to explore. We will definitely. I'm gonna write that down. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna write that down on paper because this is dead. There we go. Uh, I will say this was at forty four percent when I got it last Sunday, and it just died. That's impressive. Yeah. Uh, and then Plas for two dollars said Mattis opened the episode calling you Thorn Bussy. It, it, is is that not standard at this point? Yeah, I feel like that just kind of is Bermuda four one one. Bermuda four one one. There we go. Bermuda four one one. Does mean we get to go to Bermuda? <laughs> I mean, what else do we have here? Uh, Pennywise feeds on fear, not flesh. He does eat somebody though. Yeah, he. Yeah, I think he like lures people. He gets power from fear, but I think he actually requires, like, tangible sustenance. I believe so. I don't know the lore behind Pennywise. I mean, I guess we'd probably do an episode on Pennywise. We could. Would you guys want to see an episode on Pennywise? I feel like they would probably want to see an episode on Pennywise. I think they might want to be able to see an episode on Pennywise. Um, Any other questions, lore-related or not? 
How was everybody's Easter uh, or or <laughs> Ramadan or any anything relevant uh, that anybody's been experiencing lately? I hope all has been well. Uh, we were saying just before we started this, we were like, we know it's only been a week uh, or like one week that we missed, but it feels like it was longer. It's kind of weird. Uh, saying Thornbury just sounds weird at this point. Yeah. I very rarely hear my last name at this point, so it is it is interesting. Uh, Hunter for $10, mm-hmm. uh, Canadian, I believe, uh, said, Is there anything other than fire that can kill flesh pedestrians? Would magic be able to stop supernatural beings from around the world? I'm working on a supernatural slash detective theme book. Um, What was it? Essentially, could magic work other than fire against certain like flesh pedestrians and other supernatural beings? I don't know. I, I personally don't know much about the whole magic element. Well, I mean, so here's what I'll say regarding this. I, When it comes to specific uh, folk monsters, I, I urge caution with how you portray them, especially uh, if you are not Native American. Um, for example, when I wrote We Went Camping, yep. the description of the Wendigo in that is point for point from an Ojibwa scholar, mm-hmm. like f- from a folklorist of the Ojibwa people. Yep. So, and I was very, very particular that like the way that the Wendigo gets killed is proper to the way that the Wendigo gets killed in actual folklore and everything. So you've got to be very careful about it. I would say that theoretically, yeah, considering skinwalkers are medicine men, bad medicine men, mm-hmm. um, and medicine in Native American folklore is is a type of magic, um, then theoretically you could use good medicine probably to at the very least ward against them, if not kill them. But I would say if, if it's something where you're not sure, um, for example, the way that you kill a skinwalker is very, very clearly like knives tipped in white ash. Yeah. Like, or just burn it to a crisp. Either one of those will work. Yep. Um, but yeah, I would say be very careful. Um, I wouldn't introduce new lore to it unless you, you have a good reason I would say that you know having a, a good medicine man provide some sort of ward or protection. That's fine. Um, I would also just encourage like you can you can reach out to the Navajo Nation. They might not talk to you about it because it mm-hmm. is a closed practice. But if you know, if you find any Navajo people you can talk to that you can ask about it, you know that's probably the best way to go about it. That's you know essentially what I did with the Wendigo. So always best to go to the uh, primary source. Just really quickly, uh, Peaky Blinders asking when we're going to get another Atlantis slash Precursors slash Ancient Civilizations video. There were a couple I just did on TikTok. Um, yeah, and I, some we, of the more recent history. Yeah, videos definitely were... not in the next two weeks because for the next two weeks we have missing four hundred one content. Yeah, um, but for next week's podcast episode, I can talk about Atlantis. Yeah. Might as well. It's been a while. Uh, Skinwalker versus Wendigo versus Banshee. Who wins? Uh, Wendigo. Really? I feel like last time we did the debate of Wendigo versus Skinwalker, we said Skinwalker. Did we? I feel like we did. So here's my thinking. And, um, and you know, maybe this is... What? You know, it, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, my thinking here is that I... Mom, I'm not posting the link for Remarkable unless Remarkable gives me a sponsorship deal. <laughs> maybe they sponsored her. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, so with the Skinwalker versus what, Banshee's out of the question. Banshee is not not an option here. Um, they're they're not even they don't kill people. They're they're heralds. They're harbingers. Yeah. Um, so that gets down to when to go versus Skinwalker. I will say this. Um, it depends on the situation. Just point for point, you know, one-on-one combat. Mm-hmm. No no time to, like, prepare. Just one-on-one brute natural strength. Wendigo. Mm-hmm. Skinwalkers, however, are human. Uh, they are uh, intelligent. They are capable of practicing magic. Mm-hmm. With time to prepare, I would say skinwalker. With... Just one on one, you know, Mortal Combat style. Yeah, when to go? I I love this. I love that this is the flesh pedestrian version of the Batman versus Superman argument. <laughs> Raw power versus prep time. Incredible. Um, uh, Alien for twenty dollars says I'll fund the Bermuda Triangle trip if I can be the bait. 
I mean, mm-hmm. we're not going to ask you to be it, and we're not going to condone it, but we can't control what you do and don't do. Yeah, I mean, if you want to come. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, is what I don't know what we're making you the bait for. Yeah, that's a good point. What's in Bermuda that we don't know about that you do? Also, yeah, is um, why'd your cousin throw your cousin down the stairs at Easter? That's an interesting yeah. tale. Hunter says I'll be focusing more on European supernatural entities, but I want to try to be accurate. Thank you for your time. Yeah, of course. Um, I did not. Oh, I did not properly answer the full question. I guess that's my bad. Uh, would magic be able to stop supernatural supernatural beings from around the world? Again, it depends on exactly what you're looking at. Um, some are very susceptible to to magic in the in terms of the tradition, but mm-hmm. others, magic's no use. Um, for example, I don't know what kind of magic you'd use against an ogre. Onions. Onions. Um, a banshee wouldn't really make sense for magic. Uh, we it's it, with vampires. It's a very physical kind of thing. Um, demons, on the other hand, anything that's not any anything that's uh ephemeral more than it's corporeal would be more susceptible to magic in a fiction setting, I would say. It's a very astute response. Thank you. You can only say that I know from <laughs> Demon Gate High, but skinwalkers sound like unholy chosen. Humans who commit certain heinous acts gain demonic power. One of their powers in skin-based shapeshifting. That's actually exactly what skinwalkers are. Can I just say that I love the shark bait? Ooh, sorry, that made me really happy. Oh, yeah, thank so, you Plaz, that. that's, that's exactly what they are. Um, we're we talking it? lore banshee or supernatural canon banshee. I forget what happens in the supernatural episode of the banshee. Oh, God, when even was that? It has to have been early, right? I would imagine. No, it was season 11. Jesus. Um, shark bait. Sam and Dean wow. investigate when people begin meeting with violent deaths after listening to a mysterious song. What is this for, by the way? I have no idea. Okay. Because it's obviously like a band to hold. Th- I just wanted to make sure I wasn't like messing with something. Yeah, so in the episode, with. Dean says, Malevolent Banshees, they use their piercing scream to drive their prey crazy, forces the Vix to crack open their own eggs, and then the banshee feed, Banshees feed on the yolk. Oh, and the only people who can hear the Banshee scream are the victims. Oh, and they uh, travel through mist, and they only prey on the vulnerable. They hunt the same place until it's picked clean, and they only hunt at night. I got a question. Who do you think would win? Buffy or Sabrina the Teenage Witch? I'm going to say Buffy. Yeah? I feel, like, I feel like Buffy. I never watched Buffy. I did watch Sabrina, though, when I was, like, a kid. Yeah. I like the cat that was just really sarcastic all the time. He's my it's favorite. the opposite of Archie. Yeah. <laughs> the opposite side. Like, pick. in every way. But yeah, so uh, I, I would say this. Um, I love how there's apparently tie-in novels to Supernatural. I didn't know that. That makes sense. Because um, the siblings all got uneven Easter baskets. I was an only child, so siblings fight fights are foreign concept. <laughs> yeah, I'm an only child, too. I haven't had to deal with the whole sibling uh, conflict thing. Yeah. So, yeah, so the Banshee and Supernatural, they're coming from the right place, but doing what Supernatural often does. And taking numerous creative liberties. Yeah. Banshees are not um, historically are, are not traditionally um, violent uh, actors. Mm. Now they can be vengeful. They can be uh, you know malevolent, but that malevolence manifests as them wailing to alert the the death of somebody that that had that they dislike yeah um as opposed to banshees wailing to warn you of the death of somebody that is loved yeah so but in either case they're not going to directly act on you but a banshee that is an, an you know a malevolent banshee would probably be a little bit more um you know difficult to deal with because it would probably scream at you just to bother you that's fair whereas the other one's more of like a just so you know you have limited time left. Mm. Um. <laughs> I love that the the I love that the Batman versus Superman thing is is a, like a standard that people just understand because Plaz is like Sabrina versus Buffy's another bats versus or Supers versus bats again. I love that. I think that's great. But that um. also makes sense. Also, thank you, Captain uh, Laser Eyes. There we go uh, for reminding me that the cat's name was Salem. 
He's great. Also, I want to go to Salem. I feel like that'd be a fun trip in the fall. Never been. Looks cool. I want to go. Let's see. Just putting that out there. That's why I'm just reading through stuff. Uh, who's better? Who's the better brother, Sam or Dean? Dean, 100%. 100%. Yeah. I mean, they're like they both love each other, but like Dean would like murder everyone and himself to save Sam. Well, I think that's the thing is like in the show, if I remember correctly, Dean, um, like Dean, Dean is willing to sacrifice himself. Sam is willing to sacrifice everyone else for Dean. Yeah, which is just bad. Yeah. Um. So I think that that puts that one to bed. Yeah, Dean. <laughs> Dean's just he's the ultimate. Um, tragic hero in the sense of you know it, we all root for him but he doesn't root for himself no not even close I feel that we've all been a little bit oh deep. god don't go to Salem at all it is a sewage pit Salem Massachusetts yeah I, that's what I, I was talking been. about I want to go I think it'd be cool I have not been it's nice in the fall I don't know uh, Is says please come to Salem I can finally hang out with you dumb stupid heads well, you're calling us dumb, stupid heads. That means she's our friend. Yeah, Ra- Randall makes a good point. Uh, Dean literally gets sent to hell to save Sam. And it's not even that he was was sent. He, like, chose it. Yeah. He was like, no, I'm going to do this so you can live. And Sam was like, you're being an idiot. And Dean's like, nah, man. Uh, can we talk about the fact that in season one, Dean is like, I'm tired, man. Like I, like, I can't keep doing this. And then it goes for 15 And then it goes 15 years. more years. And by the time the ending happens, and I won't spoil it for those who haven't seen it and I want cried. to. It's, I cried. It, it's just so earned. And it's just like, at that point, you're like, yeah, the, you know, it just makes sense. And it's, oh, oh. Granted, it, they absolutely could have done that after season 10. Or five. Could have done that after, yeah. They could have just done the original season. But to be fair, there's a lot of things that happened in the latter ten seasons that I enjoyed. For example, the episode Baby. Yeah, I liked Charlie. Charlie was cool. Charlie was cool. I love Meg. I really liked the Renaissance Fair episode. That was fun. That was fun. That was fun. Um, the Scooby-Doo episode was fun. Oh, that was great. I feel like it should have been more of that, you know? Like, at yeah. towards the end, they should have just had fun with it. What it I felt was... a lot like Tumblr fan service, and it, yeah. you know what I think bugged me towards the end. Yeah, and I I could never like put my finger on what it was. Yeah, the filming style changed. Oh, dramatically. Like and it, and it, I think it, it changed a little bit over time. Like, but I in feel the like first five, yeah, a little by bit. the last couple seasons, it looked like a soap opera. It it looked like Doctor Who. Yeah, I felt like I was watching Doctor Who. Yep. and th- the reason I can't bring myself to watch Doctor Who despite hearing how fantastic it is, mm. is the filming style. Yeah. Well, you know why I that happened, though? I can't deal with the, the British filming style. You know why that happened, though? Why? And I, this is total speculation, but just based off of what I know from the film industry and some of the inside scoop of that show specifically, as they got into later seasons, uh, part of the reason why we saw so much more of San- or sorry, of Cass and other mm-hmm. characters was because Jared and Jensen went to the producers and they were like, hey, we have families now. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't be on set six days a week for 12 hours a yeah. day. Like, we want to be able to see our families and, like, enjoy our lives a bit. And the producer's like, all right, that's fine. Like, we'll, we'll start writing episodes that have more of side characters in it. And so part of that, though, in terms of making production easier, based off of... They the, couldn't do on-site as much anymore. I don't even know if it's that they couldn't. I think they just chose to do in the bunker because they were like, let's have a home base for them so that way... Art doesn't have to work as hard because they don't have to make a new... They don't have to redecorate the motel room every time or for every episode. It's hilarious that that was the same motel room. I know, room. I know. I love that. But they were like, yeah, let's make art's life easier. It Probably budget saving as well. Time saving. And also, yeah, they're on location way less. Yeah, like, way less after seasons like... I, I think season six or seven, they were still... I honestly... I started to really notice it in season ten. Yeah. I really season liked... ten. Here's the no, because seasons t- season ten yeah. is where the drastic change happened with yeah. the filming style. Yeah, where it went from that dark, like you know how they all the early episodes had that tint. Yes, that definitely lightened after season five. It like lightened... season six, seven, eight, nine are all like it lightened after like season like three. Yeah, but it, I, I slightly it was yeah. still there. Yeah, it was still there. 
Season 10, they dropped it yeah. completely. Yeah. And they never brought it back. Yeah, I really like the desaturated look from the earlier seasons. Yeah. I'll and tell it was you just, what, it, it, I just remember that first episode of season 10 yeah. was the point at which I almost quit watching the show. Because the, yeah. the writing was so bad. Well, the whole Market Kane thing and whatever. Like. Well, it wasn't even, no, it was the first episode with Dean and Dean. Yeah. That first episode, the, the yeah, writing was that. horrible. Oh. The fight scenes were horrible. Yeah, that was brutal. Uh, Jensen was not acting like Dean, because he was trying to be Demon Dean, but yeah. Demon Dean didn't feel like a real character. No. Um, it felt like a characterization of a character. It felt like the kind of thing where they wrote it at the end of the season, and they were like, oh, this is going to be such a good twist. Yeah. And then as they were writing season 10, they were like, I have absolutely no idea how to make this the main focus of the entire season. But I will say, the brutality of season 9, working up to the whole Demon Dean thing, yeah. the way he just becomes a machine, is... So cool to watch. Also, but season... at the same time, it was just reworking what they did in season six. Six with Sam, yeah. I will say season seven, for all the jokes that were made within it and about it, uh, I really enjoyed season seven because the whole premise was like other other than the main baddie. I like the fact that they had to go like fully under the radar. And as much as like my favorite character on the show is the Impala, um, and we didn't see much of it that season because they had to go undercover. I really like the fact they did that and that they brought in a fresh new character, even though it was just for the one season, uh, in Frank. Frank might be one of my favorite characters of the show entirely. Mm -hmm. uh, for those who don't know this bit of trivia, uh, Frank in season seven is played by the same actor who plays Gibbs in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And he's just a really fun character. Yeah. I really like him. I agree. But yeah. Um... In the chat, uh, Adam Brewer says, I just got a dog last week and did not realize how much work they are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, when I first got Archie, I was like, oh, I was not prepped for this. Yep. I was not ready. Um, but he's grown up into a very good boy. He's just looking it's like stupid. a loaf. A, a, oh, oh, is he hi. doing the thing where he just like lays down? Like, yeah, he's laying down. I love how like I didn't even say his name and he just looks up. You said him. loaf and he knew. Loaf. Loaf. His ears are doing like yeah. a little twitch thing when I say loaf. Also, my girlfriend oh. broke up with me, which has me sad boy hours. Aw, Adam, I'm sorry. We've all been there, man. You don't need her. What? I mean, yeah, I would hope that you don't need anybody. You're, you're, you're better off. She, uh... I don't know. I don't know her. I don't want to say anything bad, but... If it ended, it means it wasn't right. And somebody who is right for you is out there somewhere. It's just a matter of timing and a little bit of luck. But have hope. Yeah. Let's see. Is goes on finally twenty one this fall. How did I not know that was so Gibbs? Because he doesn't have the accent, and he is he, you know he does he's got short hair, he's got the glasses. I know. I when I found out about it, I freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was really cool. Oh. All right. Well. Gibbs. It is eight thirty. It is eight thirty, and I am so tired. If anyone has uh, final super chats, send them now. Otherwise, uh, we are going to. Turn in for the evening. Yes. Alien says, I'm going to be 23 before you're even 21. Just uh, know Get that... on my level. I'm going to be 25 this year. Yeah, just know that nobody likes you. I'm about to have my midlife crisis. Oh, what? I'm about to have my midlife crisis. I mean, quarter life crisis. Do we really think I'm going to make it past 50? <laughs> Let's be realistic. I, I'd, I'd like to think so. <laughs> I'm going to hold out hope for you. One day I'll say the wrong thing and the ATF will come knocking. <laughs> <laughs> What's the number? Uh, 1714. Yeah, there you there's, go. There's only 1,714 ATF agents. Oh. Um, yeah. You know. The way of the Tannerite Roomba is... <laughs> it's not a way most men choose. Uh, be careful. But goddamn, you... you go out in a blaze of glory. Be careful where you keep your styrofoam and, and motor oil. <laughs> Be careful where you keep your bleach and ammonia. Yeah, I have been I have been chlorine gassed too many times in my life. If I had a nickel for every time I've been chlorine gassed, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened <laughs> twice. twice. Right? Yeah. <laughs> if you do want shirts that say these these things, I say, like those level four plates, or uh, there are only one thousand seven hundred fourteen agents. Right? Go to unqualifiedapparel.com. I have t-shirts and hoodies and all of that that says all of this nonsense. Yeah, we, we made that way before Lore Lodge ever happened. Well, not way before. It was like a few months before. It was a right? few months before. But like, with no real intention of anything being bought, we just thought it was funny. Yeah, it was just kind of like, we, we can make some shirts. Yeah. So, it's fun. Uh, Alright, well, thank you all so much for watching. Uh, 
click the subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah, notification, the ding bell. Uh, smash the like button. Like the smash button. I just remembered I have a smash the smash button. I have a work movie meeting at eight on Wednesday again. Should be fun. I watched three ten to Yuma. Surprisingly good movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank y'all for stopping by. Have a great night, everybody. Good noggin. 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 Good nogg